to Get Animated, the anime watch-along podcast with the host of Get Played. I'm your self-proclaimed god-mode hacker, Heather Ann Campbell. I'm self-proclaimed Pac-Man-style GPS, Nick Weiger. And I'm self-proclaimed live round, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Get Animated. It's a show where we talk about shows that we're watching, and those shows are animated, and hopefully this conversation is pretty animated, too. Am I right, guys? That's right. Uh, this is a the, 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 this is, you know, look, this is the the penultimate episode of our Leakerous Recoil talk through. We're talking about yes. episodes 11 and 12. Next week will be episode 13. Uh, and for those of you who are watching along, so we'll talk about episode 13 next week. And we'll also kind of give our thoughts on the series as a whole. But also we want to hear from you. So there will be a Patreon post uh, after this episode, actually probably before this episode due to the, the order in which we're recording, mm-hmm. where you can comment your own thoughts and we're going to read some of those and talk about some of those on next week's episode uh, as we wrap up Leakerous Recoil and see what's happening to Chisato and Takina. Yeah, and boy, so we're going to find out. Ask those questions. Talk, talk to us about the show. Yes, but yeah, do ask, it. Ask those questions, but also you can just say like what you liked or d- and didn't like. Any thoughts are or the thoughts are welcome as well. Yeah, and it, but also somehow do it before you hear this, because yes, that uh, would help us out a lot. That would be really like, helpful. The order in which yeah. we're recording this, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, just like do it like today when we're recording, but not uh, now, but not when you're hearing this. I'm not sure if either of you noticed what I just did, but I have a hot tea with me in my travel mug and mm-hmm. it's just it's still it's just piping hot still. So I was I've got the lid off and I was trying to cool it down by blowing on it. But I got confused about what was in what hand. And instead, I just blew on my microphone for a bit to cool it off like it had such a hot take. I needed to cool off the mic. Uh, oh, I think shoot. I might need to start doing that. Yeah, no, I think that 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 microphone, if I'm looking at it correctly, that's that's one of Corolla's old ones, right? <laughs> You're going to cool off that bad boy. <laughs> What? Uh, let's talk. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 where Heather's at now with us. She's just gonna be like, "What? What?" But also, that's a, that's not a question. That's complete thought. Yeah. No. What? Yeah. <laughs> Let, look, we got we got a lot of leakers to discuss. But before we do that, it's our new segment: what we've been weaving. What we've been wow. weaving. Hey, you know, if you're listening to the show and you're not an anime fan, I feel like we should do a little etymology of the word weeb, right? Oh, oh sure. Weeb. Uh, hold on. Let me look it up to make sure I don't get it wrong. Uh, all right. <clears throat> weeb is a short form of weeaboo, a term first used by users of 4chan to insult obsessive fans of Japanese culture. It's a nonsense word. And it has been used since the early 2000s, almost as long as 4chan itself has existed. Mm. Now, I believe that the word weebu is a reference to Perry Bible Fellowship, oh, yeah. a online mm. comic that uh, first showed a bunch of idiots making the sound weebu. Um, the shortened weeb doesn't seem to have become popular until the early 2010s. Weeb first appears on Twitter in 2010, Urban Dictionary in 2011, and on 4chan's archives in 2012. That's it, guys. That's what a weeb is. It's a derogatory term that weeb taken on as a f- self-identifier. Uh, I looked up the I looked up the Weeaboo uh, Perry Bible Fellowship comic, which I'd seen before, and uh, I like I but I hadn't thought about it in a while. But it it is a uh, it's from 2001. It's that fucking old. Yeah. So it, Weeaboo definitely predates. 4chan with the Perry Bible Fellowship. Also, props to me for just pulling that fucking reference out of my ass. Yeah. Yeah, well done. Uh, the strip is, if we it's a corporate meeting. If we waste any more time on Weeaboo, uh, we'll be bankrupt by the end of the month. An employee, did someone just say Weeaboo? 
because I think I just heard someone say weeaboo, and then everyone's playing weeaboo, which is the bespectacled guy with a chart with his pants around his ankles and his bare ass exposed, and they're all saying weeaboo <laughs> while paddling his ass. And he's handcuffed to a pipe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's just like a, a loose Important pipe detail in, in this office. <laughs> I have a book of those. I have like a, there's like, they put out a book of a lot of those comics and a friend of mine got me that uh, many, many years ago. Uh, and it's, it's funny. It's, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Yep. I think that guy, Nicholas Gurwich, the author used to be on, on, used to be a gaffer. He'd post on NeoGAF sometimes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, my favorite uh, uh, comic from Perry Bible Fellowship is a, uh, it's a, a disaster site. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And there's bodies everywhere. <laughs> and yeah. one guy's saying to a woman, uh, she's like, did you find any survivors? And he's like, no, I haven't found any, especially not over there. And he's pointing and you see a, a image of the mountain where he's arranged the bodies into the words, will you marry me? Yes. <laughs> 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 and she's really like, good. no, not now. No. <laughs> Here's my take. Perry Bible Fellowship, better than the New Yorker. That's fucking yeah, right. That's yeah, pretty. I mean, it's 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 very very. It's genuinely <laughs> very funny, and it 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 also like it's it's you know some of that old internet random stuff from that era, that early you know pre YouTube, pre social media internet s- culture stuff seems kind of like like groan inducing now. Yeah, uh, but that's one of those things where it's aged really well. You look at it now, it's like oh wait, this is so funny. Yeah, my perfect my personal favorite PBF is there's a uh, uh, there's a kid on a beach. And his sandcastle gets washed over by a wave, and then this, uh, this, uh, this, uh, like Atlantean king uh, emerges, and he's like, "I too have lost a kingdom. Come with me, I'll show you the way." And then the next panel is him in handcuffs, and it's his picture, and it says, uh, "Wanted sex offender." <laughs> 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 and then, like, the little kid is like being counseled in the background. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> It's good uh, stuff. Very, very funny, very funny comic strip. Matt, you got a favorite uh, PBF uh, I just, off the dome? I just pulled one up uh, real quick. Let me just uh, share this, uh, share my screen real quick. Um, it's really, really funny. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a man who has a hammer oh, yes. for a head, and he's looking at his wife, who is like a wooden board uh, wearing a bikini. <laughs> Uh, and there's like nails in it. And then there's another panel where you see the nails, but there's also a screw. And then the final panel is the hammer man beating up a screwdriver man. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's very good. That's fun really for everybody. Good. You don't have to, you could be uh, anybody and, and think that's funny. That's good. A lot of fun. It's good. A lot stuff. of them were very, a lot of them were very, very dark and, and edgy, but still very, very funny. And, uh, or, or funny because of that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, while we're talking about stuff that's in, in panel form, while we're talking about, you know, comics, uh, I've got a manga I back up reading, uh, which is uh, Spy X Family. I finally tracked down. It took weeks, but finally the the third volume of Spy X Family, I was able to, to that, that's been in backordered everywhere. Uh, I found it at the, at the bookstore. Uh, as you can see from the cover, this is, I think, the culprit for why it's been backordered. It's got a very horny yeah. cover. It's got your forger, uh, the uh, the the female uh, lead, the mom in the family, the fake family, uh, and uh, she's got a very low cut gown, and it's horny as shit. Uh, for a show that's uh, for for a show, I say a show because I've also watched the anime, uh, but but a, a a series that's not particularly horny, although her character design is very very appealing. Uh, that said, it's it's really fun to get back into reading it. It's it's fucking it's it's just so it's so charming. It's genuinely funny. Uh, it's got uh, it's got really cool art uh, like the like uh, Leakerous Recoil, which we've been watching. It's kind of like, you know, light comedy, but it's also got really dazzling action. And that's represented in the manga as well. Mm-hmm. One thing I really like is just the the character designs are are really, uh, you know, that they're that you you latch onto them. And um, I, I hesitate to say iconic because it's too early in the you know in its in its run for something to to be iconography yet, but it is. But they are very memorable character designs, and the daughter in the fake family. Uh, the the premise of the show uh, or of the series to recap is that there's a spy, uh, 
whose code name is Twilight. He has an alias Lloyd Forger, and he has to get a he has to uh, make inroads into an elite preparatory school in order to get closer with the father of one of the kids attending that preparatory school. So as part of his plan, he creates a fi- a fake family. Um, he ha- he finds a fake wife, uh, your forger, who's secretly an assassin. He doesn't know that. She doesn't know that he's a spy. He doesn't know that she's an assassin. And then they get a daughter uh, who is a, a, a who they adopt a fake daughter from an orphanage. Um, that's Anya Forger, uh, who is a, a who is psychic. Uh, she's been trained by a facility to read minds, and no one knows that she's psychic, but she knows their secret identities because she can read their minds. <laughs> anyway. But she's also five, so she doesn't really understand anything. But mm-hmm. uh, Anya's Anya's like a really funny character. Uh, she's adorable, and she's got a really great design, and she's just got a super expressive face. I pulled up this panel to show you guys, but I think I think you can get a sense of it of just like you see, kind of like her mm-hmm. the her her astonishment and delight as she's hearing things. It's just like really well conveyed with just these big bulging mm-hmm. eyes, um, uh, and her mouth, and 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 it's and it's like. Uh, that's retained well in the in the anime, the way that she's animated. It it like like uh, like keeps that element. But yeah, I just love the character designs here. I love the way it's written. Um, and it's an absolute blast to read through. A total romp. So Spy X Family. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going with this. Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, Matt, what we've been we've been over in your household. In my household, uh, I got to pick Chainsaw Man back up. Uh, fall, falling behind on, on Chainsaw Man, but I'm looking forward to resuming that. I've uh, been re- keeping up with Dragon Ball Z Kai. Watched a few more episodes over the weekend, but something caught my eye on Netflix that I watched today, uh, and it's uh, Pokemon: The Arceus Chronicles. Wow! Oh, yes, it's and an Arceus series. Yes. Well, this is this is what it is. It's a four episode arc of, I guess, the current run of Pokemon. The, po- the current run of the Pokemon anime that's been edited into an hour-long movie on Netflix. And I watched it because I was I was a big fan of the game, the, the uh, Legends of Arceus. Uh, and I, I was like, oh, this looks like it's a- adapting that game into the story of, uh, you know, of the anime. So I'd like to see how they pull that off. And I was a little disappointed by it. Mm, I, I, that's I, a bummer. There's something about it that I I don't know. It looked kind of cheap, like I like Licorice Recoil looks like really well produced, like well made anime like and stuff. Bucks. And even like Evangelion, you know, it has its charm. Like you know, it it, it it's it looks older, I guess, but it like it, it it looks really well done. And this, I don't love the new art style for uh like some of the characters. Um, they don't look as um pointy, if that makes sense. Yes, uh, sure. Yeah, they like they just don't. They look a little rounder, um, and I I don't necessarily love that. And I was also sort of like they didn't. I wish, I wish they would have adapted the game into its uh, into a standalone story rather than trying to fit the anime into it. Because in the game, you are back in the time of uh, like early Sinnoh. Uh, where it, it, you're just in a different era, and in mm-hmm. this, it's like you're going to a theme park. Uh, in in the anime, mm-hmm. it's like you're going to a theme park to recreate that experience rather than actually like going back to that time. And I was just sort of like, that feels a little cheap, you know. Yeah. Uh, and you, it sort of walks you through a, a little bit of the story of the game and stuff. And like it was like this: the Pokeballs were made of wood. These types of Pokemon existed in this time or whatever. And it's like, well, okay, well, like they don't now. Like, so right. it just it didn't it, it didn't feel um it it, just, it wasn't that interesting to me but it was only an hour long and you know I I like seeing I guess Pikachu on screen or something yeah uh, it's, it was nice to see uh, some familiar faces and and it also I hadn't seen I haven't seen any of the Pokemon anime like new I've right. only seen like the old one so like to see like where some of the characters I'm familiar with are now like Brock works for the Pokemon Center. And I was like, this is interesting. I didn't know this. Uh, I, I had no idea of this development. And people listening who have kept up with it are probably saying, he's been doing that for 15 years and you just had no idea. And like, I have, I have no clue. I have no yeah. frame of reference for it from when uh, uh, I stopped watching it as a kid. Uh, so, but it was, you know, I, I was a little disappointed in the adaptation, but um, I was interested to at least uh, watch the hour long. But that's, that's what I've been up to. Wow. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. What a good time. Yeah, yeah, I didn't hate it. It was, it was, you know, fun for me. 
Uh, Heather, the ball's in your court as far as what we've been weaving. I'm trying to think. Um, you know, I have I said that I've decided to replace all of my workout gear with Hajime no Ippo workout gear? I don't think so. You've referenced Hajime no Ippo, but I don't think you've talked about this life choice. Well, so, you know, I box. And it used to be that before I boxed, I'd watch an episode of Hajime no Ippo, one of the best sports anime there is. It's a boxing anime, old school, and then is around long enough that becomes regular school. Uh, But there is a a company that released a bunch of, like, gym T-shirts that look like the gym that he trains at. And I was like, oh, I, I got to get this. So I'm, I, I had like some generic workout t-shirts. I was like, what am I doing? I could be wrapping anime at the gym, even though I'm the only one there. Cause I get there so early that, uh, they open the gym for me. That's, uh, nice. because uh, COVID's still real. But, uh, yeah. So I got, I feel like that's, that's. Weeb representation right there. Mm-hmm, it's getting sure. a bunch of Hajime no Ippo t-shirts for, for when I'm boxing. Uh, and I also now, because I'm the only one there, uh, I had it took me a long time, but uh, I built up the courage to ask my trainer if I could listen, if I could choose the music when I'm, when I'm working out. And he yes. said, sure. So now I only listen to Shonen anime theme songs. Or Sambo Master, which is the uh, band that created uh, one of the Naruto openings and uh, a couple other anime openings. Wow. Um, so I'm working out in Hajime no Ippo t-shirts, listening to anime theme songs, and nothing makes you push harder, I think, than... It's it's like so many of those songs are structured to have like a comeback. Mm-hmm. So like you'll be in the middle of a round and you'll be so tired and then the song will kick in and it's like, well, I have to fight because they're fighting an attack on Titan or they're fighting in Naruto. Um, So that's my, that's my weeb representation of the week. I I haven't had a ton of time to watch anime outside of what we do for the show. Uh, And they took Gundam off of Netflix as sons of fucking assholes. Wow. Bastards. Ted Sarandos. Who is that? Put it. He's the uh, head of Netflix. Oh Put yeah, it back, that guy. Or else, Ted, Ted Saran rap. Put it back, Sarandos. Sarand. That sounds like a Pokemon. Hey, it's Sarandos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ted. If you don't want to go back in your Pokeball, put the Gundam back on Netflix. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to it to a chill winter. When I can dedicate a little bit more time to my favorite passion, video games and anime. Hell yeah! Yeah, well, you'll, you'll get there. And right now, uh, we're uh, right now. Though we gotta, we gotta get through the rest of Licorice Recoil, uh, or we get to get through through the rest of Licorice Recoil because I'm still having my blast. Uh, okay, we'll have <laughs> to for Heather. I'm having a blast. Uh, this is a uh, we're t- we're start with episode eleven, Diamond Cut Diamond, and this is all an extended. Uh, a, a three part feels like we're we're headed towards a you know uh, perhaps a, a continuation as we go into the thirteenth episode, which we'll talk about when we get there. But you know this is all this is all like an extended uh, set piece of of this Egkuboku operation, um, and where that's where we we left things off, um, and uh, we're getting into it here. So we got dozens of leakers who are on a bus prepping for a, a massive operation. Um, during the briefing, Takina learns that Chisato's name is on the roll, and a uh, commander informs her that Chisato no-showed. They don't know where she is. Uh, Takina's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here, because, you know, I, 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 gotta, I gotta track down Chisato. Uh, Robota calls Chisato in, in a vehicle and makes sure she left her phone behind uh, for some reason. Um, there's a thing that I like here, which is that Chisato kicks the video call screen, and Robota acts like it hurts him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then we see Chisato's phone ringing idly inside Liko Reiko inside the cafe. And then on the street, Takina's three ring system kicks in. She calls, she rings three times, gets no response, calls again, rings once, gets no response. She's fucking booking there. And that's what's happening. Since Chisato's not answering, she's sprinting. And we go to our opening. Wheels are in motion. Yeah. Uh, And I want to say, we've talked about this a couple weeks ago. Um, 
I've had, I haven't skipped the intro once. Crunchyroll added a skip intro button, at least on on computer. I've noticed mm-hmm. that they didn't use they didn't used to have. Like as I was watching this week, I was like, "Oh, that's new." I was like, "I'm not using that shit." Uh uh-uh. uh Hey, watch this opening. I honestly wish Crunchyroll didn't have it. It yeah. feels out of character for the service. It, it maybe speaks to Sony's ownership of like, you know, like oh well, this has got to be have this has got to have this because other streaming services have this. But yeah. It's kind of like I feel like an anime centered one should not have that. So what I I'm can't... hearing is this is Ted Sarandos's fault. Just another offense from Ted Sarandos. I feel like just having the words up on the screen is like, why is there a way to turn off ever ask me for skipping intros? Uh, There's certainly not on Netflix because I've like, I was like, I don't want to skip. I don't want to skip intros and I don't want to, I want to watch the credits because oftentimes the credits is an extended, especially with an older show. It's an extended music cue that like tonally, you know, ties the whole episode together. Uh, or or a fucking movie. It's got like this long, you know, and it's just like, and then instantly, like I'm like watching a movie on Hulu. It goes to you know re- credits roll. This beautiful song's playing, and then it's like like up next, uh, you know, whatever episode one of Impractical Jokers on autoplay in 135 seconds. It's like I don't need to see this shit. Get that out of here. I'm trying to sit in the, the the tone of this movie I just watched, or this show I just watched. Yeah, you can start it as soon as the credits are over. Yeah. Roll straight into Jokers every single time. <laughs> is there a button for that? It could almost be that, like, when you press play, there's two buttons on your remote. One is binge mode and one is episode mode. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you just press play on episode mode, and it's like, I'm going to treat this this series with dignity. Whereas binge mode, it might as well launch at 1.1, so it's bare, 1.1 speed, so barely noticeable, but slightly faster. <laughs> yes. And they cut off the last syllable of the last line of dialogue and launch into post-establishing shots, the plot of the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard, and I I don't know if this is is true, but I've heard Friends cast members, when they've watched the show in in syndication, they've been like, my voice is pitched higher. Because they're speeding everything, all the episodes up like 10% so they can fit, fit more commercials in in syndication. At least on some of the cable networks, which good. I was like surprised by. But yeah, fucking good. Do it. <laughs> Just do it. Yeah, do a commercial channel. See if I care. And you know what? I wish they would f- speed up all the commercials so you can get more commercials during the commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> so after the opening, we're in the first class lounge. Uh, I love that Mizuki's just a fucking drunk, just enjoying a glass of red wine in yeah. bright daylight. <laughs> airport lounge. The most the most chaotic midday drink, a glass of red wine. Yes. You can kind of get away with like a Bloody Mary or even like some other, yeah. like a cocktail or something, but like red wine. Like a rosé like maybe. Yeah. Wait, you guys don't get it. You guys don't have a drink before you get on a flight? Not, Not like a fucking Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always have a whiskey before I get on a flight. No matter, no matter that I can understand. what time of day. Yeah. I can't, I don't know. It's like my stomach's not ready for it. It's like the same reason I can't have like a Dorito before like noon. Um, I've gotten less into uh, drinking on planes and drinking before planes because I found it, I like, I get very anxious when I feel, I get claustrophobic and I feel mm-hmm. very trapped in like a, mm. like a, like, you know, like a plane. Uh, less so on a train because we're on the ground. But I, I found that it, I like the, far from calming my nerves, it's actually exacerbating my anxiety. Mm. So, so I just yeah, I do that less. Maybe if I'm mid-flight and have kind of settled in. But like yeah, as far as getting lit before I get on a plane, I haven't I haven't been doing that as much. But I, but I understand the ritual. Uh, anyway, she's in Mizuki's in the lounge. Kurumi's also there. Kurumi has some guilt about abandoning Chisato. Mizuki's like, ah, we were there long enough. Uh, a little bit more casual about it. Very, very casual interaction. It was like, is this the last time I see you? Yeah, see ya. Uh, I do like that That Mizuki's like, thanks for the first class ticket. And Kurumi's like, yours is economy. Um, that was really funny. funny. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. She was so just mad. Kinda don't like each other. Yeah. <laughs> So at the cafe, Takina's been sprinting to Chisato's rescue. She arrives there, and but it's empty. Uh, she calls Chisato's phone, sees that it's in the cafe abandoned. Uh, then the commander calls, and Takina says she suspects Majima is involved in this operation. Uh, Takina also discloses that Yoshi is connected to Chisato and uh, says this to, to headquarters. And then fucking, I texted you guys about this. 
well, I, I feel like I was maybe the first one to watch this episode, and, I, yeah. and my reaction is like, this is the most over the top hacking sequence I've ever seen. Kurumi with a VR headset in first class is. I, first off, I think it's implied that the that that Kurumi grounded the plane, so she'd have more time to look into this. Um, and uh, because they're they're she they're like you have to take that VR headset headset before takeoff. She's like, mm, I think we've been delayed, and then we see like the, uh, you know the 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 signage of the the all the flights being grounded, and then it's so over the top the way she uses this footage from 10 years ago and uses it to track Yoshi's current location. It's so I, fucking awesome. I want to talk about some of the techniques she used. She's skeletal Please. analysis so that she can track, instead of like facial recognition, she can track by using a, a, a skeletal 3D sample. She can track a skeleton throughout all footage that has ever been recorded. So that's one of the things she does. She also uses vibration analysis. So she's, measuring the vibration, which I know is something that that like the CIA can do, measuring the vibration in an environment in order to recreate a conversation that is happening, which is also a way that you can get somebody's passwords without having visual access to their keyboard because the sound of a keyboard is specific and the way your fingers hit a keyboard. So you can, if you have audio of somebody's uh, typing their password, you can make the password. Which is uh, which is pretty fancy. That's awesome. Um, those are two two of the things she also does. Three D reconstruction of environments. It's it's all god level hacking, but built on a, a Kojima style foundation of accessible tech. Yes. Yeah. I I, I love it for that reason and. I also love that it's just it's kind of like the hacking version of the action sequences. Yeah. Right. It's just like it's just so over the top and inhuman and a human level of of mastery. Um, and I just like Kurumi fucking shit up. Yeah. Uh, I at first I was sort of like. With the vibration thing, I was like, there's no way that this is like a thing or that it could work. <laughs> but then the fact that it didn't sound like that good, I was like, oh, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> like if it sounded too good i wouldn't have bought it uh but it, like the fact that yeah. it was sort of like garbled i was like oh shit they can do it uh it's it's fucking great and she uses all this to find the artificial heart in a case the replacement artificial heart for shisato she finds yes. it in a case and this this causes her to sprint off the plane uh retrieve her bag in short order uh, we see Mizuki sleeping on her plane already. The pl- <laughs> the plane's like still on the ground. She's asleep with drooling with a face mask on. Uh, and then a, a, a flight attendant says that her long lost daughter is waiting for her below. She's like, oh, I don't have a daughter. She sees it's Kurumi. Um, and then she's outside. She's leaving. She's upset because she has to abandon her Vancouver boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> my muscular hunk, she says, all upset. <laughs> Made me laugh. I'm going to see if my uh, girlfriend will start saying that. <laughs> <laughs> in despair when you're yeah, not my around. muscular hunk. where's my <laughs> uh karumi uh calls takina says there's an improved version of the artificial heart yoshi has it and uh the, so then we're the hey they're 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 abandoning their plans to abandon uh liko reiko they're back on this operation yeah. and then we're into uh robota <laughs> go on were you, were you gonna say something no i had no comment i was just like is he is he done? Are we just is that it? I was taking a breath, oh. uh, but I probably waited too long. That's all right. That was a big breath. That was a Michael Phelps one. Why'd you suck <laughs> it through a straw? Yeah. <laughs> get more uh, get more oxygen molecules that yeah. way. Concentrated. Uh, so I did a uh, so a Robota is hacking uh, with a, a and also in contact with Majima. Uh, we got. There's a there's a line here which I really thought was going to lead into an act break, which is Majima says time for act two. And I was like, here comes the bumper, but it doesn't. Uh, which I was is fine. Similarly disappointed. I was like, oh, that would be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I guess it's too early, but I would have liked it. Would have been cool. Sometimes in anime, I feel like we'll just take an act break at like the seven minute mark, sure, just because of the you know different lengths. It, 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 they could have done this here, but they it, can it's do fine. whatever they want. Who can't they can do just do the it? They want. Uh, anyway, we see the leakers are all raiding Ekuboku, which is the new radio tower. Uh, the commander says, kill them all. Just like fucking just take all these terrorists out. He wants to kill Majima. Uh, Kurumi calls Takina, who's part of the Likaris raid, and says to, to uh, Takina's back with the Likaris and says to check Chisato's phone and sees a hostage pic of Yoshi tied up that's been sent. 
uh, which is obviously an inducement to try to get Shisato to go to the old radio tower, uh, which is Takina fears is a trap, rightfully so. Uh, so Takina abandons the the, the operation. Uh, is going to go find Chisato at the old radio tower. And Erica, who's the girl Takina rescued in episode one in the uh, incident that caused her to be demoted and sent to Liko Reiko in the first place. Uh, Erica is going to take her place. Fuki warns Takina if she leaves, she can never return to DA. And Takina lives, leaves anyway. That's how much she cares about Chisato. And she sprints to the old radio tower. What's, and now we get our act break. It's nice that the series began with Takina's selfish actions putting everybody at risk. And here we are at the end of the of the show and Takina's selfish actions will have the side effect of helping everybody. But also mm. our, our her motivation is now like. I started in a place I thought I would learn to uh, put aside my my desire for my own motivations and rejoin the D.A. And then she's like, nope, I'm still that girl that opened fire with a Gatling gun. In the first episode. Yeah. Don't you know? I'm still that bitch. <laughs> so uh, uh, we're in Ankuboku. Fugi's team is ascending the stairs of the top floor. Security's all lying slaughtered in a lake of blood. There's just a sci-fi image here that I love, which is the Roombas are zooming around, dutifully cleaning the space. They're just they're just like, like all these bodies are around. And they're just going around trying to still clean up, um, uh, riding over pools of blood. It's just a great image. That was like, no, it was really, really like nasty kind of. I was like, oh yeah. shit, this is like, this is where this happened. This, this, this went south yes. fast. It kind of reminded me of Stray, which was a game we covered recently on Good mm-hmm. Played, where it's just, it's just kind of like, oh, here are the, the automatons, here are the robots who are just still doing, like they're amidst carnage. They're amidst, a, you know, this, this nightmare scenario, but they, they don't know any better. They don't know what from what they're just still doing their job, which is maintenance and cleaning up. Uh, anyway, uh, we also learned that the, the Roombas are being used for a different design later on. Uh, the DA at the DA Robota has per has penetrated radiata, which is the computer of the DA, uh, which is their AI using its own defenses against it. So DA can't retrain, regain control of their own computer. Uh, and Majima gets on screen and she gets on uh, Majima gets on every screen uh, that's projected all over uh, the city and is revealing the existence of Leakerus to the masses. Uh, there's, a, there's a moment here. Look, the salary man in the previous episode taking a gun out and then being shot by the cop, like I bought that one a little bit. Here, just a rando takes another gun out of a bag and just sees a Leakerus and they just start firing at each other. I'm like, this is insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was happening? very much like... If that were me, that's how it would have gone down. I'm just like, I don't fucking know. Uh, go, go, and they just get killed immediately. <laughs> There's an element of this where I wonder is is part of the is part of what's going on here. Just like uh, the 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 you know the the writers comment on America. Like, is that what just they, like? Because that's kind of America, right? It's just like there are guns everywhere and. Uh, you know, maybe there's a solipsistic interpretation, but it's just like there's guns everywhere. People have them. People, and, and then just shit just gets worse because people will just start firing, uh, you know, whether they get mad or they get scared. They just start blasting and then people get killed and it, 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 it's just needless carnage. Um, but uh, there's definitely a lot of that here. Uh, both lie dead in pools of blood. And then Majima, this is one of those things where the villain's just making good points. He's just yes. like, this is look, they've been there's this this fucking extra legal society, extra legal organization that's been covering things up. All these people have been dying and disappearing through terrorist acts and they've been covering it up just so you can have a normal life. And this is the beginning of defeating them with the truth. I'm kind of like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm on board. Yeah. He, 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 he went off and I was like, yeah, keep going. Go off King. Yeah. Free Edward Snowden. (laughs) More like Edward. Uh, Never mind. What? Even I didn't like it, so I'm just not going to. Oh, okay. come on. So if you don't like it, it's you don't say it. But if I don't like it, you use you say it as much as you can. Well, here's the thing. If I can uh-huh. self-censor, I guess I'm no better than the licorice, am I? Yeah. Mm, great point. I was going to say more like Edward Joker. <laughs> Matt, I'm glad you did. <laughs> So at the top of Enkuboku, uh, all the aforementioned Roomba, they're swarming in mass, and they're all they've all they're all loaded with explosives. That's they one detonate, of the worst they things the I've ever heard in my life. life. 
<laughs> the same number of syllables. Barely words. <laughs> but I tried to stop. It's true. He's got you there. Okay. Uh, floors exploded. And uh, Chisato's with a, on, the, on the street with Mika. And they're outside the old radio tower. There's a couple of super cool moves Chisato does in these episodes. Here's one of them. She no look, no scopes, a hovering drone, just takes out Robota's drone Mm -hmm. over her shoulder, fucking mercs it. Um, And then that indicates to Robota, he's like, ah, my drone's trash, but that means that she's here, which induces Majima, the Joker himself, to say act three. Edward Joker himself says act three. Um, And then we see Chisato ascending the stairwell of the old radio tower, just fucking fucking up terrorists with non-lethal rounds. There's, a, there's like a platforming sequence here where she's outside, <laughs> yeah. where she's outside the, the, the busted exterior framing of the radio tower. And she's just running. She's like leaping from platform to platform and also dodging bullets at the same time. Um, I don't know. Look, it's just it's just cool animation. I really like that, too. It, it, it was like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, obviously, this is very like action movie um, influenced. And this was like a very thrilling like, I don't know. You hadn't seen him do a lot of like stuff like that. You've seen all the gunplay and you know running around and things like that. But she, there was it got it got close a couple of times where you know she almost fell at one point, but yeah. she was having fun the whole time. Yeah, yeah she's smiling. She loved it. There's there's a move that she does that I love when she gets inside the tower where a guy goes to shoot her and she grabs his non shooting arm and drags him towards her non lethal gun. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, it's really cool. And while we're talking about cool booze, while she's outside, she does a thing where she she blasts a dude from range and then she gets up close to him. Uh, he's knocked down. She blasts him up close uh, and says, you put in a good effort, which is like what she means sincerely. But it's just also just such a fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, if um, you just got incapacitated by a teenager and the last thing you heard them say was you put in a good effort, I would be humiliated and yeah. for the rest of my life. The thing, the thing that I would, I heard, you know, there's all sorts of stories of Michael Jordan trash talk, but one of them was like, someone would be trying to defend him and he just score over them. And then be like, Oh, you almost had me, which has just got to be like, God. Damn <laughs> oh, if Michael Jordan said that to you, <laughs> quit basketball. <laughs> Um, so, uh, they're, they have this, this, uh, they're back in the, the area that we remember from the flashback shootout, uh, with, uh, with young Chisato and, uh, young Majima, uh, this sort of busted bookstore-esque area of the radio tower, uh, and then, uh, and Chisato gets to the top floor where Yoshi is, uh, Majima closes all the shades so it's dark, he angles her in front of Yoshi, so when Chisato dodges, Yoshi gets shot, so he takes her around, um, and that's that's the kind of Sophie's choice she has. If she dodges, she uses her ability. Uh, the guy she's protecting is gonna get a get fucking murked. I don't know if she dodges on purpose. Hmm. I like it's just it felt it felt to me like that was like she knew he was behind her. Right. It could be. Yeah. It could be just pure instinct. It could be just yeah. be muscle memory at this point. I mean, that would yeah. make sense with her ability. Yeah. So Chisato uses her bag, which she got as a gift from Takina, and which will be an important uh, uh, plot object here, uh, as a shield. Uh, it eventually gets blasted away from her and out of reach. Um, meanwhile, Majima is playing the news footage that shows Fuki in peril inside the inside the radio tower, so that that Chisato can learn about this. Uh, I'll just say that the the shades the shades closing. Mm-hmm. Because we've been talking about like the the you know at some point there's going to be a showdown between the person with great uh with 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 amazing eyesight and the person with amazing hearing and this is just such a like an uh, like such an an obvious and hindsight way to have this showdown but it's great of just like we're going to be in dark in the dark so this dude who can hear perfectly uh, his a- advantage is emphasized and this person whose whole uh you know basis of their super ability uh, superhuman ability is eyesight uh, their advantage is neutralized. Uh, and it's great. And I love that. I love this. You can see all this. I can hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. It's uh, good. Good booking. Good story. Good booking. Absolutely good booking in, in wrestling terms. Uh, Majima does the, the the Joker move of like, join, take a join with me. We can crush Alan together. 
Uh, meanwhile, Yoshi's phone rings three times, then stops, then just once, which Shisato no, no, uh, like notices and knows what it means. Uh, and then this is, fu- I just wrote down in my bullet point here, fucking rules, which is that Majima is lunging for Shisato when the window shades, the, the metal window shades get kicked a couple times. And then Takina bursts in just as the end credits theme kicks in. Yes. Yeah. Just like <laughs> just like burst between them uh, uh, to the rescue. And uh, there's this cool action sequence. And we end the episode with a wide profile shot of the two friends back together with Majima in the distance. Her and that's kicks, it. We go our credits. Her kicks are also timed to the opening riffs of the ending theme. Yeah, it's fucking Which rad. is, that's the way you want to do it. Do it right. It's fucking cool. I loved that, and I also was like, I don't need to see how she did this. <laughs> this is insane. I no. love it. Make, I have no questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking great. So this rolls right at, any, any other thoughts on episode 11? A banger. An absolute banger. Um, and I, I just, you know, it's getting like, the last couple of episodes have been like really meaty in this way where like, I feel like we're getting... Uh, just a lot's happening. Like, obviously, a couple weeks ago, we had the, um, like, sitcom episode where they're trying to save the cafe. Uh, and now everything is, like, very high stakes, like, from here on out. Like, it's very, very, uh, very good. Yeah. A lot of action uh, stakes keep getting the, raised. The 11 and, or 10 and 11 are, are more my kind of show. Mm-hmm. And I wish that the whole show had been 10 and 11 style, like, Fucking screaming, crying, blood, action. <laughs> that's my that's my jam. Well, I think 12 will be your kind of show as well as we roll into episode 12, Nature versus Nurture, which picks up right where we left off. Oh, that's what uh, I meant. 11 and 12. Okay, Not 10 okay. and 11. Whatever. Right. I think 10 was good too, though. All right, I guess. And also, 1 yeah, to 9 as well. Yeah, they're all good. <laughs> No, 10 had like a 10 had a bunch of action. 10 had the leakerist raiding the office. It had, uh, you know, uh, Takina's interrogating the guy in the cell. They had, they had, there was, you know, there was some emotional conversations, but there was a lot of action in episode 10. Uh, anyway, episode 12 is a lot, a lot, lot more action. Uh, we pick up right where we left off. Takina's whispering to Shisato about that there's, she's got extra magazines, but Shisato's like, he has extra sharp hearing. Um, Majima is able to tell that she's out of bullets, but she does produce an extra mag and charges right into the darkness. But in the darkness, he's OP. Can't be stopped. Mm-mm. Unless. This is another, th- another thing where it's just like, this is just good storytelling. Um, Chisato takes, takes her gun, blasts it not into, but right next to each of his eardrums, deafening him. And then he's just fucking, he's, he's fucking done. They blast the shit out of him and Takina shoots him with, did they identify the name of the, like, she's got like this rope gun, this wire gun that she's using now. I don't remember when she got that exactly. I think that's the gun that Sam uses in Death Stranding. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's like strand. the bolo tie, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it, it's like the bolo tie. Uh, so it, so it, 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 she, it shoots that and uses that to restrain, um, immobilize him. So he's like unconscious and tied to the railing. Uh, and then we go to the opening. Uh, and after the opening, we've got Chisato and Takina are just lying on the ground, just tired, which is fun to see. It's just like, yeah, that was that would that would have been that would have exhausted me. Yeah, we just did a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, the Majima is still uh, uh, debilitated. They're talking. What happened? I quit DA. You're so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> just like the only like the way uh, only a friend can talk to you. <laughs> so, like, yeah. You fool. What are you doing? Fucking idiot. Uh, so at DA, they're going to send a cleaner to the old radio tower. And then there's this old mustache guy who I don't know his name. And maybe we don't we aren't given his name. But he's but he seems like he's kind of like the higher up of maybe over of Leakerous and kind of a, the whole secret, you know, all, all these secret um, uh, societies uh, slash clandestine agencies. He's kind of seems to oversee them all. And he orders the disposal of Leakerus. He's basically, it's out there now. They're, they've identified Leakerus. They've doxed Leakerus. Uh, we just got to fucking make him disappear. A wild character design on this guy. Yeah, big old stash. He's really over the top. Uh, looks like he's out of Phoenix right. Yes. Um, and so there's a, they're at the old radio tower. Chisato and Takina raise up the blinds so there's sunlight again. And they find Yoshi. Yoshi has uh, has been wounded, but it's just a grazing wound in his arm. He's okay. 
Um, and then it's just like a bunch of dialogue and a bunch of tests about Yoshi still is just laser focused on Chisato realizing her potential for killing. It's not enough that she's like, you know, this amazing, uh, the, the, this, this fucking, uh, you know, Terminator like invincible, uh, uh, a blasting machine she's got to be using lethal rounds or else she's not worth keeping alive the the line here that's it seems like the only thing so far in the series that genuinely hurts Chisato. i didn't wind up the springs of a dying doll for that fucking gnarly yeah just brutal also why like what the, yeah like it's arguable that her talent isn't for sh- killing it's for shooting. She's still doing it. I agree with you, Heather. Yeah, you're, you're preaching to the choir here. Like, I how think much any- more talented could she be than she is? It's, um... You can always be I, more talented. I, I, I... If anything, it's less talented. Like, she's she's nailing these people in non-lethal ways, which has to take more finesse. So if I was in the Allen Institute, I'd be like, well... We thought she was good at shooting or at killing, but it turns out she's really good at shooting and incredible at targeting. Mm-hmm. So the manifestation of her ability should be that we should we should make the bullets have weird trajectories and see if she can handle that. Like they should each have like a little spiral cut into them <laughs> that's randomized. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is one of those things where Yoshi's character motivation is like a little bit, I, 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 I just, I, I'm just not sure if I quite, I quite buy the logic here. I, 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 I'm fine with it in the sense of, you know, it kind of, it, it moves things forward and it, it creates the stakes for why Chisato needs the artificial heart. But it's also just like, it, at a certain point, it, it, it almost is like, dude, what the, uh, like, come on. Like, you, you, it feels like he's abandoned all reason. And maybe that's what we're supposed to buy as viewers is like. This guy is just so dogmatic. He is so into look the 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 that he's he just kind of made his mind up twenty years ago and it's not being changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, Yoshi. Uh, this is also the thing about this episode is that Yoshi's been trying to get Chisato to kill and tries to do it so many ways here. <laughs> so at first is like I replaced your magazine with live ammo. Um, starts shooting at Chisato. Chisato dodges instinctively, and there's Takina behind her, and starts shooting back. Takina reveals all this info that Yoshi collaborated with Majima was behind every evil scheme. Lists them off. You know the fucking uh, the the all the the all the guns that were in circulation. That was him. Um, uh, Robota, or I'm sorry, uh, Walnut being killed. Uh, you know, that was him. Walnut's apartment being bombed. We know Kurumi sur- survived, obviously. Uh, you know, all that shit just go, kind of does does a laundry list of everything bad that's happened, nefarious that's happened, and basically says Yoshi was behind all of it. And also has Chisato's new heart, which this reveal I do like. Yoshi's like, yeah, I got that new heart all right, but it's not inside the case. It's inside my fucking body. <laughs> Opens up his shirt. <laughs> He's got a zipper wound and is, is like, Chisato's got to kill me to take it. I need to like, like shoot me in the fucking brain and you can and realize your full potential and then you can have my artificial heart, put it inside you and you can survive. Um, and I do like that she's like, she's not doing it. It's against her moral code. But Takina's just like, I'll be like, let's just start blast this shoot. This dude just tries to fucking shoot him. Yeah. Try to fucking murk him. Well, and doesn't uh, Chisato say too, she's like, I hate people that waste their life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I won't do it. Both a little too stubborn, I feel like. Yeah. At a certain point, it's just like, uh, look, just take the new heart. Anyway, <laughs> or just give just give the girl the new heart. Anyway, uh, Takina's trying to blast him. Uh, Yoshi's like, no, that's not the point. It's supposed to be Chisato. That's the whole thing. If you kill me, that doesn't make sense. And also, like, yeah, Chisato's not going to let you do that. Uh, meanwhile, Himegama comes in, throws a knife, uh, hits Takina, is about to boot Takina out the window, unless another test, Chisato's got to use live rounds. You gotta use live rounds to, to, to rescue Takina. Uh, boots her out. Takina survives anyway. Gets knocked outside. There's this uh, cool fighting sequence on a steel beam. Himegama in that skin-tight suit. Yamahama. What? Himegama in that skin-tight suit. No, I heard what Yamahama. you said. What is Yamahama? <laughs> what? <laughs> 
I don't know. I just like, yikes. Youch. You know that uh, human women have uh-huh. uh, have l- larger memories than most apes, right? Like, if not all of them, they're very they're very uh, visually identifying. Uh, and uh, and why would sexual selection create such big boobies? in a woman. Part of it is we stand up right, right? So mm, it's like, sure. oh, it's a visually distinctive thing that signifies uh, fertility. But the other is boobs look like a butt. I've heard this. I've heard this. Yeah. All men have heard this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all just trying to understand why we're like this. <laughs> hmm, why do I like both things? Yeah. Because <laughs> they're one in the same. Connection. Yeah, yeah, but can you imagine though, like if there was a butthole in the middle of your chest. Make things faster, that's gnarly. for sure. <laughs> get this food out of me. It's not often that I can get a a, a a reaction from you guys that is similar to the one that I give. But you both looked a little cross. <laughs> Disgusting thought. <laughs> Truly revolting. <laughs> and you had to do, uh, anyway you had to do push-ups to shit <laughs> uh, i'd be fucking shredded i'd be so ripped. if you had if you had food poisoning though and it was coming out of both ends it would be like more efficient it wouldn't be like sure. okay i gotta have a, a trash can between my knees while i'm sitting on the john yeah but think about this one's on the front and one's on the back dude <laughs> So you still got the the back hole. You got both holes. Yeah, you have unsubscribe, both. Unsubscribe, 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 unsubscribe. <laughs> anyway, Himegama's wearing the skin tight cat suit. She's got huge yabos. Yeah, uh, Yamahama. Uh, Yamahama. Uh, Chisato jumps outside. Yoshi's firing from the inside, and Chisato has no choice but to shoot Yoshi to protect Takina. But you know, shoots shoots uh, Yoshi in a way where he's going to survive. Just shoots him through the shoulder, I think, or through the, the midsection. Through the lung, and also screams so hard when she does. It's awful. It's yes. so painful. Yeah, there's some crazy scheme- screams in this one. Chisato now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, hits him with, she goes back in. Uh, he's going to survive the wound. A lot of back and forth. At a certain point, she's like, I hate you, Mr. Yoshi, but also thank you, Mr. Yoshi, for the opportunity. Uh, Chisato her, puts her lawn lethal rounds back in. Fucking no look, no scopes, Himigama fucking shoots her over her shoulder. Awesome. Um, and then Takima, uh, this is where Takina gets in her primal scream. She emerges. She's got blood. She's from the from the balcony. She's got blood on her face and she's trying to blast them as Yoshi runs out with Himigama. And she's just like, she, sh- she screams so fucking loud. Uh, and Chisato's stopping her from shooting them with lethal rounds while she screams. The heart is getting away. Um. A lot of back and forth with Chisato about like, hey, you know, we've only got so much time that we're given, whatever, we're going to die at some point. Uh, and then just before the bumper, a helicopter shows up flown by Mizuki and Kurumi tells them to get in. Very tight. Yeah. Excellent. So after the bumper, we're in the helicopter, Kurumi says she's got a, re- she's got a request to rescue the Leakerus via Mika. Can't say where it's actually from. Uh, Kurumi has more magazines from Teach, which Chisato's like, great, I lost my bag. And they find out that Lily Bell, which we learned in an early episode, is the boy version of Leakerus, has been dispatched to erase Leakerus. Um, they often, there's a casual line, they often drop by the cafe in the past to murder Shisato. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, no one can do that. Uh, at Enkuboku, uh, Fuki looks on. Even more Leakerus are gathered on the top floor. Fuki says to ignore the orders and evacuate because, like, m- like more Leakerus are coming up. She's like, something's off here. Uh, she and Sakura are going to take back the control room. And they're like, you're, you're, vo- you're avoiding the orders, but they, she doesn't, she, whether she feels it, she feels just something is off. Uh, she kind of knows that this is a trap. We need to get the fuck out of here. And in the helicopter, Kurumi gives them a USB drive. They need to plug physically into the mainframe, leave everything to Walnut. Uh, meanwhile, the commander is hiding in the toilet and talking to Mika and saying, uh, and saying, I didn't tell them the request came from you. Mika's saying this to the commander. So that the request to rescue for Chisato and Takina to re- rescue Leakerus from Lily Bell is actually coming from the commander at the DA. This, I, this to me, I was on like, I watched this this morning, 
And this whole sequence to me, like just from when they're in the helicopter afterwards, I was like, this is like the type of action movie stuff that I like. I like seeing people like doing stuff that affects the whole thing, not just the people on the ground doing the action. I'm like, I like to see all the pieces, like a real Ocean's yeah. Eleven style type of thing, uh, except not a heist. But like, I just I, like a lot of moving parts in my action. I'm with you. Know? you. Yeah. I really like it when a hacker has branding and when yes. she gives when she when she gives the walnut USB to Chisato, it has the little like chipmunk logo on it or whatever yes. it is. Squirrel. Fucking love that shit. Yeah, it's really it's great. Um, so at Ankuboku, the second radio tower, the new radio tower, there's some rat action with Leakerus versus the terrorist. Uh, there's a moment where Erica, who's the was the hostage in the first episode, who's now taken to Kina's place, saves Fuki and Sakura. And meanwhile, uh, it's getting even more publicity outside. We're learning more and more about like like you know Majima just keeps blasting out his uh, his propaganda about just the or rather his exposure of the uh, the existing propaganda, the the obfuscation of the truth uh, coming from the government. Um, and then Chisato and Takina show up. They're just in time to fuck shit up. Here's a big thing. The terrorists here are big boys. These are fucking big, burly dudes. Yeah. We're the heavies. Huge guys. He saved the biggest guys for last, for sure. (laughs) It's very video game-esque. It's like we've heightened to the larger enemies. There's a moment where Chisato is standing on one of their shoulders, firing into his head, and another moment where I think that same guy, like, drops, like, drops onto her and she is small enough to fit, like, when she's kneeling, her shoulder comes up to his kneecap. Mm-hmm. Which, if you think about the size difference, like, if, if, a, if, if a human kneeled next to me and their shoulder was at my kneecap, how tiny they'd be. Yes. And then she, like, fires up into his head. So good. I, there's, the, the choreography is so excellent in the whole show. It looks so rad. Yeah. Have you have you ever seen that 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 meme of like it's like uh it's like Shaq standing next to the rock in one picture and you just see how much bigger Shaq is than the rock and then there's another picture of Shaq standing next to Yao Ming uh the the uh, other NBA no. center who's like 7 foot 5 and Shaq looks like small next to Yao Ming. It's just one of those things where you're just like, "Ah, humans can be different sizes. That's fun." Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's all relative. Chisato and Takina show up to, 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 to fuck shit up. Takina seems to be consciously using non-lethal methods. Even though she's using lethal rounds, she's avoiding organs. She's using a rope gun to dispatch guys. She's not just killing them. Um, and then we get Kurumi, who's got this Pac-Man-style UI to track Leakerus and Lily Bell, which I think is fun. I, I, like, I really like it. Yeah. Uh, it looks cool. And um, I, have no, I, I have no understanding of how it works. <laughs> like it does, That doesn't make sense to me at all, but I liked, I, visually I was like, that's a lot of fun. It feels like a kind of thing of just like Kurumi's just so skilled that she she can just like, I'm just going to do this because I like how it looks. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I've, I've got a real time map of everyone's, you know, what whatever uh, of all, everyone's heat signatures moving through the floor plan. But I'm just going to make them look like Pac-Man and Pac-Man ghosts because that's fun for me because um, it's kind of whimsical in the same way. She like just made up random, you know, uh, aliases for everyone in the previous episode that we were just that were just uh, nonsense. Anyway, so uh, they're at the main they're at the mainframe. Chisato and Fuki are there. They're buggering where, where to plug in the USB drive. I like that Chisato doesn't know what USB is. Um, and then there's also a line from Sakura, uh, Fuki's partner, who says, stop flirting. So I'm like, yeah, I guess they are kind of flirting. They love each other. Maybe they love each other. Is that what's going on? There's also a great moment in this sequence because you're cutting so fast where uh, uh, Kurumi is digging through the internet. Yes, it's fucking awesome. It's so fucking good. Like she's got on her headset and she's like trying to get at data and she's clawing through it with her hands. And it's it's fucking hype. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, and that and through this sequence, then she ends up gaining control and taking over Robota's terminal. Uh, Roberto's terminal gets blasted. Uh, he, he he sees Kurumi's logo. You mentioned the branding. He sees Walnut's logo t- all over. Uh, doesn't realize Walnut was still alive. The live feed gets killed on all the TVs and goes to a, a you know whatever technical issues, whatever it is, some sort of warning. Um, they killed Majima's live feed. Um, and meanwhile, Kurumi calls the police and the hacker. They bust in. They arrest Robota. Uh, the DA learns that Walnut is still alive and is like, that guy is he friend or foe? And meanwhile, a new broadcast takes over the massive screens. There's an animated squirrel sequence. 
uh, clearly a walnut signature. And then is the person giving this announcement, is it Mizuki with a wig? I tried to, I rewatched it to try to figure out who it is. I think it is. <laughs> but it's like, but, but the person who's like, like whatever, whoever it is, it's someone gives an announcement uh, that what they just, what everyone just was just saw and experienced with all the guns in the handbags, uh, all the guns in the brown paper bags and all the, the, the leaker is stationed all over. That was actually Leakerous Crisis, which is a new LARP adventure you can find at Enkuboku. And the public's just like immediately like, oh, that's cool. Awesome. Like, like, not, <laughs> these fucking rubes. Not even, not even a second of being like, well, they were talking about, in the other video, they were talking about lies. Yeah. I wonder if I should think about like, this for one more second. Is it possible this too is an elaborate cover up? Nah. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, cool. It looks great. They're just all- all on board. I just watched a cop uh, get shot in the brain, yeah. but that must have been part of it. And then somebody's like, they spent too much money on this. <laughs> yeah. um, it's silly, but it's kind of fun. Uh, there's a really, there, uh, there's a shot here. So there's, we're back in Enkuboku, and there's there's a shot that I just, I wrote as like, this feels gifable. I wouldn't be surprised to see this as a gif, which is that there's gunfire from the Lily Bell, who are now at Enkuboku on the ground floor. And Josado just like walks into frame with a smile. Like, just, like, like knowing she's untouchable. It's just, like, it's a really cool shot. Uh, and uh, as this happens, Lily Bell finds, phones home, says that it's Shisato. Should they proceed? And the weird freak with a mustache, uh, the the Phoenix Wright witness, tells them to retreat. So they call off the mission. They call it the operation. Uh, Leakris is not going to be murked by, uh, by exterminated by uh, the Lily Bell. Uh, meanwhile, on the helicopter, I like the Kurumi is already taking a nap. Um, and then Mizuki sees this and is like, she, like she's going home. And, um, then we're in the evening. We got a big time jump. Chisato's telling the other leakerists that Walnut is Kurumi, who is the little one at the cafe. Yeah. Uh, Erica, who's the one who Takina rescued is like, uh, is, is talking about how she's guilty for taking Takina's place and didn't tell the commander that she saved her. She's racked by guilt. And the Takina's reply is, that's true. You're pretty horrible. Which <laughs> <It's> is <just> funny. <laughs> it's a very spectrum-y sort of reaction of like, I don't know the the actual, you know, correct thing to say in this situation. I'm just gonna say what my what my gut reaction is. Um and uh, uh maybe laugh. Chisato tells uh Fuki she maybe re- Fuki's gonna be reassigned to the cafe because she violated orders and that's what happened, but she can wear her uniform. Uh which uh, you know, Fuki doesn't quite get what that means. Uh, meanwhile, the headquarters, we see the cleaners that were sent to take care of Majima have all been fucking killed. They all get fucking whacked. They've been massacred. And uh, at Ankuboku, back in the second radio tower, the leakerists are all in the elevator. Uh, Chisato's bag gets tossed outside, and she's like, oh, my God, it's my bag. She runs outside the elevator to go pick it up. Uh, it's from Takina. Uh, and then, just then, Majima shows up and opens fire. There's just another cool thing here, which is that these these instant cover Kevlar airbags they can yes. throw out. They Very instantly cool. inflate and they absorb bullets. And it's just like the, you see one of them in use here. It's just fucking awesome. It's that's also in the opening. And I, th- yes. I think this is the only time we've seen it in the show proper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. It, 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 it at least featured. Um, so uh, so they're separated. The elevator descends with Takina and the other leakerists in it. They can't stop it. And then Majima says to Chisato, yo. And Chisato replies, yo. And we go to our credits. And that's episode 12. Well, They're guys. They're friends now. They're friends who now? Who's friends? Majima and Chisato? I don't know. Yeah, yeah they're friends. I don't Seems think Seems like they're so. friends now. No. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I know. They, but, but, you know, they're not that different, are they? They've said, he's, he said this. I wonder what the, what the meetup's going to be like, you know? Uh, I'm kind of persuaded at this point. Yeah, I, I, I'm interested. They're, they did a great job leading 12 right into 13. I can't wait to see 13. Uh, I'm going to watch it today. Uh, great, wow. A couple of great episodes, and we'll talk about episode 13 next week. Any other thoughts before we uh, wrap up this episode of Get Animated? Um, show, show remains, uh, you know, mid-level for me, but mm-hmm. uh, these last two episodes were really good. Yeah, a lot of fun. I, I, I don't want to jinx it, but it doesn't seem like, I think she's okay. I think she just thought it was going to be okay. Okay. I don't know. She has used her heart a lot and we know that she only has two months to use it. And they Mm. said, if you, if if you exert a bunch of energy that it will, you'll take off time from those months. So it could end with her just dropping 
at the end of 13. Just like doing a normal thing, just being like, (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, I'm having a blast, and uh, I guess there's nothing else to say here, but to all of you collectively listening out there, again, remember to post your thoughts on the series in the past. Yes. And you got animated. We all got animated. Hell yeah. Wow.